Welcome to the Not Too Serious Podcast. On this week's episode, my son and I, we discuss animals and insects. We discuss it in a form of a quiz. And uh, we learn quite a bit in this process as we discuss it. And uh, uh, you'll find that uh, there was uh, another monetary consequence to this quiz. And uh, hopefully you'll find it entertaining. What are some interesting facts that you can tell us about animals or insects? We'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email to nottooseriouspodcast at gmail.com. Please enjoy. Thank you. Okay, today we're going to talk about animals. And in particular, what I thought I'd do, kind of in uh, in past episodes, we had little quizzes. So I thought it'd be fun to have a little quiz on your knowledge on animals. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, you still owe me $15. I just want to let our audience know I have still not received my $15 from you, my son. Now, <clears throat> do you want to make this a monetary consequence like pre- previous episodes? No, it's for pride. You just want pride? You don't yeah. want to actually... I mean, you could. I could end up owing you. You never know. No, I'm good. Because you always manage to rig these towards... Oh, <laughs> I'm not rigging anything. Why are you making it sound like I'm rigging? I, I don't rig at these things. No, uh, I, I play fairly. <coughs> I, play f- I play fairly and, and squarely. Okay? So, so we, we, can play, we can play for monetary... So, like, if... No. You, no? You cheat. <laughs> I don't cheat. Just get on with the questions. Get on with the questions. Okay. You're just scared that you can owe me more. <laughs> no, because you'll rig it. I won't rig it. See, how I'm many not questions do we have? Huh? How many questions do uh, am I going to okay. be answering? Okay. Now, I know you've been whining about how many questions. It shouldn't matter how many questions there are, whether it's 100 or whether they're 10. It shouldn't matter. It doesn't... I mean, even if it's for pride, who cares? I mean, we, so I don't know why you need to understand that. Well, because this, that's exactly what I mean. You're rigging it already. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Uh, I will. I okay. How many questions would you like? Eight. No, I'm not gonna give you eight. You're gonna have way more than eight. <laughs> ten. Nope, you're gonna have more than ten. Twelve. I'm going to give you 20 questions. That's too many questions. No, it's fine. I think it's a perfect amount. Okay? I do have a list of 75, but I'm only going to give you 20. Some of these questions are going to be multiple choice. Some of these are going to be true-false. Okay. Okay? Go ahead. Start. So, Start. A, dollar, a dollar for every question you, uh, you get right? No. Okay, 50 cents? 75 cents. Oh, come on. Don't make it so difficult for fine, me. To a calculate. dollar. A dollar is fine. A dollar. Okay. Okay. So if you get the question right, I owe you a dollar. If you get the question wrong, you owe me a dollar. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, the first question is, mm-hmm. which animal's fingerprints are so close to humans that they could taint crime scenes. Chimps. No, I'm, this is multiple choice. Okay. 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 The first option are capuchin monkeys. Okay. Mm. Second option is orangutans. Mm-hmm. And third option is koala bears I think orangutans are the most human like 
out of all those monkeys. So I'm gonna say orangutan. Hmm. You're saying orangutan? Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yes. No, that's incorrect. Why? I will explain. Koala might not seem to have a lot in common with us, but if you were to take a closer look at their hands, you'd see that they have fingerprints that are just like humans. In fact, they are so similar when it comes to the distinctive loops and arches that are that that in Australia uh, quote police feared that criminal investigations may have been hampered by koala prints who's getting a koala to run around and tampering with evidence in Australia I guess it's possible right I, I mean there are koala bears there so that was a good your logic was correct, but unfortunately you were wrong. It's okay. I can live with that. Do you like koala bears, by the way? No. They actually, they they can be pretty violent. No. In fact, koalas are some of the stupidest animals on earth. Because they they can eat many things, but they eat a very uh, un, unnutritious plant. Uh, they're very stupid creatures, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Hmm. Okay, the next question is true or false. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prairie dogs, okay, you mm-hmm. know what prairie dogs are, right? Yeah, yeah. Prairie dogs show affection to each other. Mm-hmm. By rubbing their noses. Is that true or false? Against what? Against each other. Say true. Oh, that's false. Prairie dogs are quirky are, are quirky creatures for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. They are giant they are giant rodents. They dig massive interconnected underground homes. Oh, I thought prairie dogs were actually dogs. And to show affection for each other, they actually kiss. <laughs> Are they? It's, it's cute. Yeah. Uh, when while they're actually touching their front teeth in the outer to identify each other's, when they seem to be. Sweetly sharing a smooch. Ooh. So they the just BB- touch each other's teeth. Well, they try to identify each other. The BBC explains that um, scientists believe prairie dogs kiss and cuddle more than they are being watched by zoo visitors <laughs> because they appear to enjoy the attention. Mm, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that was a good try. Yeah. Well, you're old for two. I always thought they were dogs. But anyways, go ahead. Hmm? I always thought prairie dogs were actually dogs. No, no, they're rodents. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's crazy, but... Why would you have a rodent at a zoo? Oh, because they're cute and cuddly, I guess. I don't know. They don't have raccoons at the zoo. Hmm? They don't have raccoons at the zoo. Well, that's, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Um. Okay. Okay. Ghost crabs. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this is this is a, a multiple choice question, okay? Okay. Ghost crabs growl. Right. Oh, you know that they growl? No, I don't even know what a ghost crab is. You know those white crabs that you see on the beaches? They have okay. the beady little eyes. For sure. Okay, that's what ghost crabs are. Okay. Ghost crabs growl. Using their teeth in A, their stomachs, B, their feet, D, or C, their mouths. Does a crab have a stomach? I don't know. Do they? Mm. 
Crabs don't really have mouths. They have holes in which food enters. But would you consider that a mouth? Uh, I, I think feet is ridiculous. Now, if they do that, I'll be shocked. I think it's either between mouth and stomach. Which question number? This is question number three, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say stomach. You're going to say stomach? Yeah. You are correct. There we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Crabs may be able to intimidate each other. Uh, may be able to intimidate other creatures with their claws, but it's but if that is not enough, ghost crabs will growl at their enemies like a dog. However, unlike our canine friends, crabs make these fearsome noise using their teeth located in their stomachs. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. There are three main teeth. A, med a medial tooth and two lateral teeth that are essentially elongated hard. Um, I guess these are hard calcified structures. They are part of the gastric mill apparatus in the stomach where they rub against each other to grind up food wow so that's actually how they eat they're literally eating in the stomach that's yeah that's why i thought crabs that's what i think crabs don't really have teeth or mouths or something i couldn't really figure out like yeah i guess yeah okay which creature mm -hmm. has the world's fastest punch? Okay. The world's fastest punch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is it a kangaroo? Mm -hmm. Is it a fly? Mm -hmm. Like just a regular house fly? Yeah. Is it a shrimp? Or is it a dolphin? It's a shrimp. Well, you answer that question very quickly. Because I think I read this somewhere that it was a shrimp. You is that your final answer? Yeah. I would have guessed. I would have guessed kangaroo, but you are actually correct. Yeah, I read this somewhere. You might think that boxers have. The most impressive jabs, hooks, and uppercuts on the planet, but it's the it's the Matt. Do you know what kind of shrimp it is? I don't remember what shrimp it is, but I remember reading it somewhere that they can punch so fast that it'll like knock out their their pre their prey. It is the mantis shrimp that boasts the world's fastest punch. Traveling at about 50 miles per hour when a shrimp punches its little fist of fury, mm -hmm. which of course isn't a fist at all. Uh, that's interesting. It's yeah. accelerating, it accelerates faster than a 22 caliber bullet. How on earth <laughs> are, they, are they measuring that? Well, they just study the animal and they see how they hunt. And they're like, what the heck was that? And they look, they put cameras on it. They're like, oh my god, I punched something. Like, how do you think that people, human beings figure out how to punch? Well, I mean, that's easier to measure, right? Because it's a human being. But Monkeys don't punch each other. They grab and they pull and they tear. They don't punch. Mm. Well, I mean, it's... You're doing very well. You've gotten... Uh, out of four, you're two for you're two correct and two wrong. That's good. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Which species do ninety percent of the hunting? Okay, ninety percent mm -hmm. of the hunting. Mm -hmm. Is it? Hyenas, mm -hmm. 
Lions. Mm-hmm. Or Jaguars. Lions. That is correct. Yep. Jaguars are, they don't hunt in packs. And hyenas, they're, they don't really care. Like, there's no real gender or sex, sex, sex uh, domination in that. Like, there's no real role. I don't believe. So, yeah. It's, it's lions. Lionesses do all the hunting. Well, the lions, they run things. Hmm. That's, uh, that, that is correct. Yep. While... While male lions attract their fair share of attention thanks to their impressive manes, it is, it's, it's the female lions who do the bulk of the work when it comes to feeding their families. Lionesses, not male lions, do the majority of the hunting for their pride. You know, but, you know, I've seen on BBC uh, mm-hmm. lions, like lions, not lionesses, but lions. Yeah. It doesn't take many of them. It maybe takes maybe one or two mm-hmm. to take down, like, a buffalo. Like, yeah. They, they can really just mash into them. Mm-hmm. But when you have lionesses, it will take, like, maybe five or six of them to do that. Right. So the lions, they don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. But when they do it, they're pretty. It's pretty awesome. Lions will will only hunt when absolute desperation. They're hungry. Yeah, that's when they'll hunt themselves. But other than that, they'll just rely on the women. Mm-hmm. As we do. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true. Um. Okay. The next question is a true/false question. Mm-hmm. By the way, you you have three questions correct, mm-hmm. and two questions wrong. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay, the next question is a true-false question. Okay. Mm. Uh, narwhal tusks. Narwhals. Narwhal. Where did I say? Narwhal. Okay, narwhal. Mm. Spelled N-A-R-W-H-A-L. Yep. Norwal tusks mm. are really an inside-out tooth. Yes, true. Just a tooth. Yes, you are correct. Yep. Wow, you seem to know a lot about animals. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let me do the explanation here. Norwals are unlike most other whales because... They have what appears to be unicorn, a giant tusk, unicorn. but that's not actually a tusk at all. What you are seeing is a tooth. Narwhals, narwhals living in the ocean, causing a commotion, because they okay. are so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. Narwhals, narwhals. Uh, Harvard University, Martin uh, Scorsese, Nu, nu- we, uh Martin Luigi. No, mm. Martin W N W E E I A. I don't know how to pronounce that last. W N E E I A. N W E E I A. N W. No, it's it's Noé. Um, told the BBC Martin that Noé. tooth is almost like a piece of skin, in the sense that it has all these sensory nerve endings. Adding that it is essentially built inside out. Ooh. So it's a sensitive thing. Tooth. Yep. Narwhals, narwhals living in the ocean. Causing a commotion because they're so awesome. What? Okay. So that is, you got um, four correct. And two wrong. The world's oldest known breed of domestic dog dates back to A. 1000 AD B. 300 BC C. 
5000 BC. I'm trying to think about when the hunter gatherer is worth thing. Uh, for me, I think it was BC. It had to have been BC. Uh, hmm. A thousand BC? No, that's a thousand eighty. I'm sorry. What was the other one? The last one? Five thousand BC. Five thousand BC. I don't know if there were any domesticated anything back then. I feel like everything was there to eat you, or was to be eaten. So I'm, it was 500 BC? No, I didn't say 500 BC. It was it was 1000 AD, 500 BC. No. What was the uh, second one? 300 BC. 300 BC is my answer. That is correct. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow, you're very good. I know. Dogs are well known for being man's best friend. And it turns out that a relationship that goes back longer than you might expect. According to Guinness World Records, the oldest known breed of domesticated dog goes back all the way back to 329 BC. Saluki dogs were revered in, mo in ancient Egypt, being kept as royal pets and being mummified after death. Wow, that's interesting. I feel like five thousand BC. I feel like how are you gonna how are you gonna know that? Realistically, well, an anthropology. Still though, like how are you gonna know? Well, who knows what happened five thousand? Do you know what happened five thousand years ago? Okay, okay. So you have five correct and two wrong. Right. Okay. The next question. Okay, so this is kind of along the same lines. The oldest evidence of domesticated cats dates back to A, 1,000 years, B, 5,000 years, C, 10,000 years. See, I know in ancient Egypt. And by the way, these are approximate. Ancient Egypt. Okay. Okay. Ancient Egypt, cats were very sacred. Very sacred. So, I know it's not 1000 AD. Is that what you said? No, no. It just dates back to 1000 years. Yeah, isn't it? So, it would be, it would be 50, so. So, it would still be around 1000 AD. Well, well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. So, I'm counting that out. I don't know when ancient Egypt started. Because ancient Egypt, like I said, were sacred. Sacred cats. See, 10,000... Like, how are you going to know 10,000 years ago what happened? Like, realistically, how are you going to know that? I'm going to say, uh, was it 5,000 years ago? Was it? Was that what you said? Yeah, 5,000. Yeah, I'll say that. Or 10,000. I'll say it's 5,000. you saying 5,000? That's your final answer? Yeah. No, it's 10,000. Mm. I knew it was between those two. It's actually 9,500, but I'm just rounding. Mm. Okay. Cats have also been hanging around humans for thousands of years. Guinness Book of World Records reports that we've been domesticating cats... For almost 10,000 years. Proof of this came in 2004 when the bones of a cat were discovered in the Neolithic village of, oh my gosh, uh, Shilorocambus. I'll spell it. S-H-I-L-L-O-U-R-O-K-A-M-B-O-S on Cyprus. The position of the cat in the ground was next to the bones of a human whose similar state of preservation strongly suggests they were buried together. <laughs> what a... 
That's pretty sad. That is sad. But it's also cute. It's, you know, it's close to their cats, I guess. But that doesn't really mean anything. What if the cat and the guy were in a fight and they killed each other? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they killed each other to the death. Exactly. A domesticated cat and a human being. Well, how do you know it was domesticated? Well, that's what it says. It was a domesticated. Well, how do you know it, they assume it was domesticated because they assume that the cat belonged no, no, to the guy? No, I'm sure. I'm sure they they were able to, you know, determine the bone structure and all that sort of stuff. Well, okay, okay, so sure. that is, you got that one wrong. So you've got six correct. That's six correct. I had five correct. Uh, five correct and three wrong. Mm. Still, it's a winning record. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Okay. So, <laughs> do you know what a puffin is? It sounds like a, a, a fish. No. Oh, no, a puffin is a bird. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's the one that kind of looks like a toucan and a parrot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You're yeah. correct. Yeah. So, they apparently... I was literally just watching a video on them today. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They live in Iceland. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, true or false? Mm -hmm. Okay. They use twigs to fight each other. That seems like such a ridiculous thing that I'm going to say that's true. Well, you saw a video on it. I didn't see the video specifically on that. Yeah. So, you're saying that's true? Yeah. It's false. What is? So puffins use twigs to scratch their bodies. Ooh, I knew they used twigs for something. Then why would you say they use twigs? You know. Okay, puffins surely have enough to be proud of with their beautiful beaks, but their the but the seabirds also happen to be quite clever. According to to a two, 2019 study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, Atlantic puffins in both Wales and Iceland were observed to spontaneously using a small wooden stick to scratch their bodies. Indeed... Um, in a video shared by Science, Science is, I guess, a magazine or a video outlet, a little puffin can be seen picking up a tiny twig before using it to scratch an itchy spot on its belly. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so they have, they have, I guess they have the wherewithal to realize that, hey, if I have a if I have an itch and my beak can't reach it, I'm going to use a twig to scratch myself. There must be itchy creatures. Well, I wonder if every I wonder if itchiness is a is a sensation all animals feel or is it just some? Like I don't, I doubt reptiles feel itchy. Well, I don't think whales have an itch. No, cuz they have water all around them. Right. Okay, speaking of fish, mhm. Mm Bottlenose dolphin. Oh, by the way, so let's um. That is uh. Uh, six correct, mm -hmm. and no five correct and three wrong. Or no four wrong. Right. Five correct, four wrong. Yep. Okay. Okay. So this is question number ten. Mm-hmm. Bottlenose dolphins mm -hmm. are even more right-handed than humans. True or false? See, if I say true to this, you're going to be like, oh, no, actually, they're more left-handed than humans. <laughs> that could be a thing that could happen. True. That's very true. So, hmm. Hmm. But think of the question, right? They're more right-handed than humans. Like more percentage of them are right-handed? So that means that 
Yeah, don't think of the population. Think of the ratio. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to say... Mm, no. False. Hmm? False. You're saying that bottlenose dolphins are Actually, more left-handed than humans? Or right-handed. You're saying false. Okay. Yeah. So the answer is actually true. Yeah. They are more right-handed. Mm-hmm. Most humans say 70 to 95% are right-handed. Mm-hmm. A minority, say 5% to 30%, mm-hmm. are left-handed, according to Scientific American. And... The same holds true for bottlenose dolphins. In fact, the savvy swimmers are even more right-handed than we are. A team, a team led by Florida's Dolphin Communications Project took a look at the feeding behavior of both bottlenose dolphins and found that animals were turning to their left side 99.44% of the time, which actually suggests a right-hand side bias, Mm -hmm. according to IFL Science. It places the dolphin's right side and right eye close to the ocean floor as it hunts. Interesting. You know, I would have thought, I, I wouldn't have thought that there was a bias at all. No, I could see. I could see. Okay. So, out of 11 questions that have been asked, mm-hmm. you have now sunk below 500. You've gotten five right and six wrong. Yeah, it's been a rough stretch. Yeah. Okay. So here's the next question. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a true or false question. Okay. There is a kind of ant. Mm -hmm. There is a kind of ant. Right. That only lives in a small small area of Manhattan. You know where Manhattan is, right? Of course I know where Manhattan is. Okay. is that true or is that false? I'm going to say that's false. That, in fact, is true. Really? Yep. If, you, if, you, if you're ever in the area of Broadway medians at 63rd and 76th streets mm-hmm. in New York City, mm-hmm. keep an eye on the ground for crawling critters and you will and you might spot something rare that's where the manhattan ant can be found an ant that only lives in one small area of the city it's a relative of the corn field of the cornfield ant and it looks like it's from Europe, but we can't match it up with any of the European species. How do you know an ant's from Europe? How do you like? Oh, that's Ooh, a European check its passport. Ant. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. But like seriously, how do you like determine? Okay, this ant is European. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. But all right. Okay. So, uh, you're kind of falling off a little bit now. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Out of uh, 11 questions, mm-hmm. or 12, sorry, 12 questions, you are now six or five questions right, but seven wrong. Okay. Uh, cows mm-hmm. painted 
with zebra-like stripes can avoid being bitten by flies. <laughs> is that true or is that false? False. No, you. Oh, okay. You're well, just answering it? Well, 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 what were you going to say? I was going to say, have you ever seen a zebra bitten by flies? There are flies everywhere, right? Bitten by flies? Yeah. Flies bite? Apparently. I've never heard of flies biting. I've heard of mosquitoes biting. But you said false anyway, right? I said false, but before you said that, now I don't know. You said flies bite. It's all false. Flies don't bite. Okay. So that's your final answer? Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> I've never heard of a fly biting someone. Uh, yeah. But you're focused on the wrong part of it. Mm. Cows that are painted with zebra-like stripes can avoid be bitten by being bitten by flies. So that's true. Cows have to deal with pesky flies that are beyond annoying for the docile creatures. Luckily, mm. farmers can now protect their animals by painting them with zebra-like stripes, according to a 2019 study published in PLOS One. How do you how do you figure that out? One. How do you figure that out? Though? The, the, the like... numbers of of biting flies on Japanese black cows was painted with black and white stripes were significantly lower than those on non-painted cows. And cows hmm. painted only with black stripes uh, oh, and, and, and uh, cows only painted with black stripes. Mm -hmm. This is an IFL science suggests that work because the stripes may cause a kind of motion camouflage targeted in the at the insects vision mm -hmm. confusing them uh, much in the way that optical illusions confuse us hmm. so you have a cow that's painted black and white the flies cannot distinguish between, I guess, that and some something else, I guess. And I it suppose, leaves yeah. it alone. Interesting, right? Yeah, it's it's weird. But, like, again, how do you figure this out? Okay, so out of 13 questions, 5 correct and 8 wrong. Yes, it's not going well right now. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Capuchin monkeys. We were talking about capuchin monkeys earlier, capuch, right? Capuch, capuches. Wash their hands and feet in A. Wash their hands and feet? And feet. Okay. In A, sand. B, water. Mm -hmm. C, urine. I'm going with urine or sand because, I don't know. I feel like, like who doesn't wash their feet in water? But it's very cool that these guys wash their feet. Period. Well, you'd think monkeys would be very disgusting creatures. I'm not a fan of monkeys, actually. But that's a different story. Uh, what do you think? I'm going to say urine. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You don't think it's sand? Should I think it's sand? I don't know. I'm just trying to get into your head. No, urine. <laughs> You're correct. Yeah. So they're disgusting creatures. Okay. So the explanation for, for this is that monkeys are Monkey. undeniably cute. They are also pretty darn gross. Yep. Capuchin monkeys, for example, urinate on their hands and feet when they're f when they're feeling randy i don't know what that means randy like orton i have no idea r a n d y 
Interesting. We think that the alpha males might use urine washing to convey warm, fuzzy feelings <laughs> to females that their solici- solicitation uh, is working and that there's no need to run away. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So these monkeys are... Uh, they they do that for some monkey business. I guess so. <laughs> so you got six right and eight wrong. Okay, okay. So you're on a comeback trail now. All right. Some pigs in China are the size of A, bears. Yeah. B, D. C, sheep. I'm going to say sheep. I feel like a bear is too big. Same with a deer. That's way too big. So I'm going to say a sheep. You're going to say sheep? Yeah. Uh, this is question number uh, 15, I want to say. Sure. Okay. No. Yeah. No. I just, I had 16. eight. Oh, right, right. It's 16 then, right? Eight plus six is what? 14. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is 15 then? Yeah, it's 15. Okay. So you have six correct, eight wrong. Yep. Okay. And what, I'm sorry, for this one, what did you say? You sheep. said sheep? Yep. Okay. So you have six correct and nine wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The answer is bears. Bears. Yeah. Like Bernstein bears. Wait, how do they have that big? In, in Nam- Are they hogs or are they pigs? In Naming, in Naning, N-A-N-N-I-N-G, the mm-hmm. capital of China's Guang, G-U-A-N-X, oh no, G-U-A-N-G-X-I province, a man named Pang, Kong, mm-hmm. P-A-N-G-C-O-N-G, has a has a rather remarkable animal living on his farm mm-hmm. a a one no an eleven hundred and two pound pig huh yep that's a ton how did they fit it through the door I don't think it lives in a house oh. <laughs> I think it lives on a farm that's true <laughs> how would you get it through the door <laughs> I could just see one just sitting on a couch watching TV. Exactly. I'm confused by that. Uh, that's roughly the same size as a full-grown adult male polar bear. According to Bloomberg, massive swine of that size can sell for more than 10,000 yuan. Y-U-A-N. Uh, that's thirteen hundred dollars. That's thirteen ninety nine, almost fourteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Over three times higher than the average monthly disposable income in mm-hmm. the area. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that question you got wrong. So you're six and nine. Yeah, not okay. too going doing too well. Uh, but no, you're doing pretty good. I'm impressed. I didn't think you'd get this many right. That's rude. Well, okay. So question number 16, okay? Okay. This is true or false. Okay. Some sharks yeah. glow in the dark. Some sharks. Uh Jellyfish girl glow in the dark. I know that. Don't know about sharks though. Uh, sharks? Mm-hmm. No, false. Okay, you're six and ten now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, shark boast some uh some enviable. Oops, some enviable and terrifying mm-hmm. boast some enviable and terrifying features mm-hmm. like their sleek design and razor sharp teeth mm-hmm. and while 
glow-in-the-dark sharks sound like something you would see in a science fiction film, they're totally real. As noted in the 2019 study published in iScience, researchers were already aware that some shark species produce a glow that only other sharks can see. But now scientists have discovered that previously unknown small mo molecule meta metabolites metabolic um, metabolism no m a t metabolites i don't know m a t m e t a b o l i t e s metabolites maybe maybe are are the cause of the green glow according to CNN so they they glow green yeah the glow helps sharks identify each other and even fight against infection on a micro on a micro, on a microbial level wow so it actually is used sharks so fight fights sharks fight infections yeah that's what the glow is well, wait for other people or for themselves for themselves okay and it also helps identify. I'm less impressed. Hmm? I'm less impressed. I thought you meant like for other people. What do you mean people? Like it'll heal other creatures. <laughs> Why would sharks care about other creatures? I don't know. Maybe like it's a helpful shark. Okay. A wise shark. Really? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Um. Okay. Are you ready for the next question? Yeah. Okay, so this is question number. This is question number seventeen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are six and ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, which bird mm -hmm. uses secret passwords to teach their young? Passwords. Passwords. Okay. Okay, so the birds in question are. Hummingbirds, crows, or cowbirds? Crows are incredibly smart. Hummingbirds move a lot. So I don't know if they have time to talk or time to come up with secret passwords. Uh, the other birds, I don't know. So I'm going to say crows. You're going to say crows? Yeah. The answer... Is cowbirds. I don't know what a cowbird is, so I wouldn't know. Okay, well, it's a good try. You use logic. Yeah. I'll give you that. Mm. So you're 6 and 11 now. Mm-hmm. So cowbirds lay their eggs in other bird species' nests. Oh, so they're, they're jerks. <laughs> Which means that the little ones eventually need to reconnect with their own kind when it's time when the time is right and when that time comes the young birds have a trick for figuring out who to reach out to juvenile juvenile cowbirds readily recognize and affiliate with each with other cowbirds that's because they have a secret handshake or password. A handshake? According, they don't have hands. According to... They use that in quotes. Okay. Um, this according to Science Daily. A secret wing shake. To put it more simply, they use a specific chatter call. Right, yeah. Beckon... To beckon each other. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, do you remember what a Tasmanian devil is? Yeah, it was uh, the guy Bugs Bunny. Okay, but you know, but it's based on an actual animal, right? Yeah, but it's much smaller and not as threatening. Okay. So, baby Tasmanian devils, this is the true or false question, make lifelong friendships. 
I said true. That is correct. Yeah. You are now um, seven right and eleven wrong. Okay, so I lost. Hmm. I lost. Well, you were six right and eleven wrong before. Now you're seven right and eleven wrong. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay. If you have best friends who have been around since you were a child, then you have something to in common with Tasmanian devils. <laughs> Research has shown that Tasmanian devils form bonds when they're young that last for the rest of their lives. A zoo as zoos Victoria Marissa Parrot Parrot Melissa Parrot told IFL Science in the wild when baby devils leave their mums we believe they all socialize together um, as the website notes young devils have their own dens engage in friendly sleepovers <laughs> oh that's cute and when they when given the chance they prefer to share with their original friends you know it's crazy how animals have the capacity to have friends yeah this is really interesting like you know turtles and goats they become best friends really yeah turtles and goats ghosts or goats goats I don't know how a turtle can be friends with a ghost. Or a sheep. I forget. But they become best friends. Because like the goat will stand on top of the turtle while while the turtle moves around. I don't know why. But but they they're very close friends. And like the crocodiles and those little birds that eat out of its mouth. Hmm. Okay. Are like chimpanzees and, and monkeys. Okay, so that was... Uh, monkeys, I meant cats. So. Okay, did you get that? I forgot if you got that question I right. got it wrong. No, yeah. I got it right. I got it right. You got it right? Yeah. Okay, so that makes it... 7-Eleven. So I got two more left. Okay. Now this is a multiple choice question, okay? Mm-hmm. A grizzly bear's bite is strong enough to crush a... And here are your options... A cannonball, a bowling ball, or a large coconut. A cannonball is like ridiculous. I don't think you can destroy a cannonball. Cannonballs are built to be launched and projected through metal and hard materials and such. So I don't think a cannonball is ridiculous. Even a bowling ball is kind of ridiculous, but it's a grizzly bear. Like bears are strong. Coconut, I think, for sure, it'll be able to do. It is whether or not it can do a bowling ball. And you know, it's bowling ball. Yeah, sure, bowling ball. That's my answer. You think a grizzly bear can? Bite and crush a bowling ball with its teeth? Maybe. <laughs> well, guess what? You're right. Yeah. Those who find themselves in the presence of a grizzly bear will surely want to stay out of reach of this animal's super sharp claws. But they'll certainly also want to keep out of the grizzly bear's mouth because... These creatures have a bite force of over 8 million pascals. Yep. According to National Geographic. Mm -hmm. That means grizzly bears can literally crush a bowling ball between their jaws. That's insane. Yeah, a cannonball is ridiculous. That's what I was saying. Coconut feels like, yeah, okay, it should 100% be able to do that. I said bowling ball because, you know, I feel like it's like, that would be impressive. 
I feel like we could crush a coconut in our jaws. If our jaws were big enough. <laughs> okay, so you are... 8 and 11 now. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I owe you basically either uh, $3 or... I owe you either a dollar or $2. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Sorry, no, $2 or $3. $2 or $3. Or $4. Okay. $2 or $4. Humpback whales. Ooh. Use either a bubbles to hunt, uses the clicking noises to hunt, or uses sonar to hunt. I know they use, I know they have clicking noises. I know that they use sonar. That's what the big heads, or their heads are so big. I don't know about bubbles, so I'm gonna say sonar. You can say sonar. Yeah. Okay. This was the last question, by the way. Right. You might think that a whale's massive size is the only edge they need when it comes to hunting in the open waters but humpback whales actually team humpback up or beluga humpback oh i think i got it wrong i thought you said beluga okay go ahead no no i thought you said beluga whales for some reason no i said humpback oh, i thought you said beluga whales but go ahead. go ahead i got it wrong definitely but go ahead but humpback whales actually team up to use a bubble net technique in order to catch their prey. I, I remember this. What sometimes whales will swim in an upward spiral and blow bubbles underwater, creating a circular net of bubbles that make it harder for fish to escape so i i seem to remember this where um these humpback whales they'll be migrating they migrate between alaska and brazil or somewhere in south america and they go six months it takes them six months to do this migration and when they actually get to their destination, they basically form kind of a, a vortex of making these bubbles. And they, their family, what they'll do is that they will kind of go in a circle, go in a circle, and they'll create kind of a bubble, kind of a, um, a bubble like jail if you will, for lack of a better word. And then what happens is that they create this, it almost like a, a hurricane or a typhoon type of a deal. And what they're doing is they're preventing the little crawfish or uh, little spores from escaping. Hmm. And one at a time, the family member from the whale... Uh, from the pod will go from the bottom and they'll swim up through this wall mm -hmm. with keeping their mouth open and they'll swallow millions yeah. and millions of these spores. I remember you telling me this a while back, but I don't know why for the life of me, I thought you said beluga whales. Oh. I guess why I was like, okay, it's not that... But like, man, no, no, it's 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 humpback. That's irritating. I didn't I didn't listen properly. That's ah, okay. Yeah, well, okay. so you were nine. Yeah, I'm okay with this loss. <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed. I mean, you got a number of those questions right. I got eight wrong, twelve. I'm sorry, twelve wrong, eight right. Yeah, but I mean, it's disappointing. You know, so you owe me four bucks. 
Why do I get the feeling I'm never going to see this money? It's hypothetical. We play Monopoly next time. <laughs> so I think that this was fun. We learned a little something. Yeah, this one's better than the last one. Even though I lost both times, this one's better. Yeah, but I mean, it was a fu- it was a fun, interesting learning experience. Wouldn't you know? I mean, you know, uh, what was the what was the thing that you learned most, or you found interesting? The Tasmanian devils. <laughs> Lifelong friends. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting to me. I also find interesting that birds are that that um, what was the name of that bird? Puffins. Puffins. They actually mm-hmm. scratch their, their bellies, bellies, bellies with bellies. sticks. I think that's that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. I, so I think that this was a fun uh, exercise, and uh, hopefully I will get a chance to uh, uh, learn. It was a great learning experience, and uh, I made some money in the process. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully I will <laughs> recoup some of that money from you. Wouldn't you agree? No.